Hey, y'all, and welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today is Zach White, and he is no stranger to the podcasting space because he has one of his own. But without further ado, let me tell you a little bit more about who Zach is. Zach White is known around the world for changing the game in career coaching for engineering leaders. He has worked with hundreds of leaders at top companies worldwide to achieve breakthrough results and escape burnout through lifestyle engineering. Zach is the founder and CEO of Oasis of Courage, a fast-growing company with unique and proven coaching programs exclusively for engineers. He also hosts a top-rated show, The Happy Engineer Podcast. As a coach for engineering leaders, Zach understands the journey firsthand, holding both a bachelor's and master's degree in mechanical engineering, also known as an ME, and spending over a decade building his career in the Fortune 200. So without further ado, let's welcome the man behind it all, Zach White. Genesis, it's so great to be here. I'm I'm encouraged by your energy today. This is so fun. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Zach. And so audience, we are going to jump into the connection segment, which allows you to connect with Zach in a fun and personal manner. So Zach, are you ready? I am pumped. Let's do it. Would you rather a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker? This is so tough because I've listened to so many of your segments and they're amazing, but I feel like I'm in the mood for rapid fire questions today. Okay, here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Zach and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, you're in your car, your truck, or whatever your vehicle is. The vibes are nice. You're pumped up. What are you jamming to? Mm, I've got Imagine Dragons, Whatever It Takes. Full blast. Okay. Question two. I don't know that song, so sing it. Oh, uh, it's whatever it takes. I love the adrenaline in my veins. I do whatever it takes. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great song. You were going to love it. Well, we'll we'll talk about this later because I want to put myself on blast. So question three. Would you rather... A dog or a cat or neither? At this moment in my life, it's neither because of where I live, my current situation, but it would be dog every time in the right situation. Okay. Question four. If you had to change places with someone, would you change places or remain yourself? And you could do it for 24 to 72 hours. Oh, I would stay myself for sure. Yeah, that's a dangerous move to trade places. I'm, I like my life. Yeah, I'll stay. Okay. Question five. What is the most memorable concert you've attended? Ooh, that's such a fun question. I think the most memorable was an event called the Passion Conference that was happening in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was the David Crowder Band that was playing. I mean, lots of bands played, but their performance was epic. I really loved it. Okay. Hot Atlanta, y'all. David Crowder. Question six. 
What's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? What time is it? Uh, it could be any time. Anytime? If it's an anytime question, coffee. Okay. Question seven. Would you rather a dream car, dream home, or hell, let's go big and have both? Oh, well, both's an option. Of course, I'll take both. But home would be my first choice. Okay. We have a little stingy. So, y'all, I have to have a black Lambo sitting on black rims oh, with some blue neon lights. Genesis. Mine's house. orange Lambo. That's what I, the Oweco dream car is an orange Lambo. That's amazing. Keep me honest here, Rob Seven, right? <laughs> okay, Seven, you just came across a windfall of cash. However, to get your proceeds released, you must contribute to three charities of your choice. What charities are you contributing to? I love the Underground Railroad, and Tony Robbins is doing some amazing work supporting them in sex trafficking and supporting that amazing cause probably water, the organizations that support clean water. And then there's a little group called Casas Por Cristo that I had a chance to serve and build a home in Honduras with that group. And I would definitely go back and be a part of that and support Casas Por Cristo. I love that, y'all. It shows his servant leadership and where some of his ethos and heartstrings are. Question eight, what is your happy place? On the beach, Lake Michigan shores, reading a book, sunset. That's all I need. My wife right next to me. It's perfect. Very happy. Love place. it. Question nine. Here we go. So what is a one thing in your life you wish you could do over, if any? I do have the general belief that all my biggest mistakes have supported me becoming the man who I am today. So I don't know that I would choose to undo things, but if there were one, uh, it would be to go all the way back to when I was 13. And this was a really challenging time of life. My parents divorced and I was really struggling. And the thing that I struggled with the most back then was just connecting with people, I really isolated. So if I could do one thing over, it would be to go back to that time and open up and allow the people who loved me in a lot sooner because the time of depression lasted much longer than it needed to because of that you know, fear and isolation at that time. So that would be the, the big one. I like that. And thanks for sharing that. And question 10, it is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you could ask me any question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So are we passing or playing? Let's play. Let's play. I'm having a good time. Okay. Last question here. What is something crazy that you have done in your life, but it actually built your character? So it could be skydiving, street racing, um, whatever the whatever the crazy thing may be. You know, the life that i've lived has not been out at the extreme extremes but i will tell you one crazy thing that i did that paid huge dividends in my life was i said yes to go to a ballroom dance call out in college my freshman year at purdue with a girl named monica when i had never danced a day in my life before but she was very attractive and i said yes and i am now 
uh, very, very happy that I became an extremely talented dancer, one of the best collegiate dancers in the nation at the time, and met my wife dancing, and I love ballroom, Latin, and swing dance. So that extreme decision paid off very, very well. I love it. So Monica, is she your current wife now? No. Okay. <laughs> Monica, uh, the funny part of that story, Monica uh, pledged for a sorority and got too busy partway through the semester and actually quit the team. I joined the ballroom dance team because of Monica and then she quit, but I was really enjoying it. And I found a new partner named Anita and I kept dancing and I'm now married to an amazing woman named Johanna. And that was many, many years later, but no, M Monica, I love you. I, I'm, I hope you're healthy and happy wherever you are, but, um, no, we did not get married. Okay, I thought I would ask Audie. So that concludes our connection segment. So I hope you got to learn a little bit more about Zach personally and professionally. Now we're going to dive into the work that he's doing now. So Zach, you have this amazing podcast structure around engineering and some of the things that you have learned along the way. What made you get involved in the podcasting space and why did you choose to focus it on engineering? Well, as you mentioned at the beginning, my history is in mechanical engineering, and I did have a career as a mechanical engineer for many, many years. So once an engineer, always an engineer. But the short story of a very long journey is that I did it all wrong. I got into my career, I was hungry for success, and I burned out. I flamed out, and I ended up actually divorced to my first wife and depressed and discouraged and embarrassed, like, how did this happen? And coming out of that time, the healing, the growth, and the journey of asking new questions and saying there must be a better way to ha have success at work without feeling like I'm always giving up everything that I want at home. How do you balance all this and experience true happiness and fulfillment in life without just giving up on my dreams and my goals? And it worked. I found incredible success after that. I've, you know, five promotions in five years and doubled my income and really happy with my career growth. But along the journey, I fell in love with helping other people who were going through some of the things that I did before that time of burnout. And so the Happy Engineer podcast, which is part of my work now as a coach, was all about taking that conversation and sharing it with uh, a group of folks in engineering and technology who really need it. I love it. And I love that you talked about it because in life, we all have those start ugly moments. And I like to call them um, the hills and valleys, kind of like Torn Wells song, Hills and Valleys. Sometimes you have to have those hill moments in your life, but you also have to have, to have the valley moments in order for you to appreciate where your life is going, the character that is within you and around you, and how you are going to use those pitfalls and those downfalls to not only help yourself, but to do life with other people that are coming alongside you, behind you, and whatnot. And I'm sure when you were going through, you know, the burnt out, the burnout, the divorce, you know, the depression, it didn't feel conducive to you. And you were probably spiraling. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. But then hindsight 2020, look at where you are now. So would you have appreciated what you went through if you knew like fast forward, that you would be mm. where you are today? That's a good question. I, I do think it would have made some of the pain and the suffering of that time easier to bear 
if I could have seen around the corner of what would be born out of that time of, of truly, you know, darkness in my life. So yeah, I think in one sense, Genesis, it would, would have relieved some of that pressure or maybe even created a sense of energy around why healing from that pain was so important and, and something that was worthy of my best heart and effort. Now, of course, getting out of pain by itself is pretty motivating. <laughs> so I, I think in many ways I did you know, recover quickly, but it's really powerful to have that sense of vision. And it certainly changed my outlook now. Anything that I'm going through, any difficult season, that immediate curiosity of, you know, what is God going to do with this in my life? How is this going to become a point of strength and courage for my future that I can't see yet? And it, it does make it a little easier to take that next step, even when it's really painful. I love that because I feel like in this day and age, like everyone can relate to some form of burnout, especially during the pandemic, because some people call it the pandemic because you had no idea what was happening. But then some people also call it the period of reset is what what I used to call it. But then I switched it and called it far from perfect vision, but a slap of reality since it happened in mm. 2020. And it leveled the playing field for everybody, no matter where you were, what your race was, your nationality, your ethnicity, your socioeconomic status, or et cetera. But it also strengthened people. Like if you were resilient, if you had that grit and et cetera, you took those hard moments that were hard to stomach, hard to swallow, and you either advance, whether it was in your career or you advance personally, and it helped you really figure out what your grounding was. So when you think about you coaching clients, whether they're within the engineering space, whether they're, you know, outside of that, but maybe they're thinking about getting into the engineering space, what is the hardest conversations you have had and how has it helped you on a holistic level? The hardest conversations are often around some of what seem like the simplest questions. Questions like, what do you want? What do you really want? You know, in Genesis, if I could snap my fingers and give you that, what else do you want? And you kind of imagine where this goes. Somebody will say, well, I want a promotion. You know, I want to get to that next level. I want to be a director of engineering. Or I've been working as a paramedic, and now I want to go into software development. I want to change my career path. That's what I want. So, okay, well, let's make that happen in our imagination. It's done. What else do you want? You know, and, and what's really behind the surface of that? And then why do you want it? What's this all for? So these simple questions, what do you want? Why does it matter? Those are awfully difficult questions to answer when you get under the hood of those surface things, that thin veneer of the life that we think we want and that we're seeking to create. And oftentimes, Genesis, the inputs that gave us the easy answers, the first answers, they're not even from us. As we really dig in, you see, oh, that's something my parents told me I'm supposed to want, or I look around at all my peers from college, what they're doing, and you know, so-and-so is a director already and so-and-so is a director already. And if they can do it, I can do it. So I want to do it. Do you really? Like, and, and even if we end up coming to the same answer that you do, those conversations can often be some of the hardest ones, but the most rewarding because with clarity comes power. And when you know that you know that you know that you're going the right direction 
and your values are aligned and your vision is aligned and you get that sense of energy when you wake up in the morning that this is what I want. It's worth struggling well for. Let's go. It's amazing then how the earth moves and external things that seemed absolutely impossible to overcome just get out of your way when you have that level of clarity and conviction. So, you know, the conversations vary a lot, but the easy questions can create the hardest conversation. I love that. So audience, I'm going to chime in here. So the hardest things could be, what do you want and why do you want it? And another thing I heard, Zach says, it, it starts with internally, like, are you going inside of yourself to ask yourself, what is it that I want? And why do I want it? And is it for you? Or is it for external validations, whether it's social media, whether it's your peer groups, whether it's your family, that you're trying to be in competition with people who you were, let's say, lack of better words, you were never meant to be in competition with those individuals, mm -hmm. you were meant to do life with them and compliment them, not run their lane or run in their race, because you were not created to have their same exact exact skills you were created to have your own skills to be in your own lane and to do life and you are the only person that could get certain things done so you have to start with clarity focus and understand what is it that I want and why do I want it how is it tied to my mission how is that tied to my purpose and is this going to wake me up every day where I'm happy and I'm going to be hungry to be a go-getter and fight for what I freaking want or are you going to live in the limelight and shadows of other people projecting onto you what it is that they want for you when in actuality, they're not going to be the ones doing what you need to do in order for you to have that grit and be hungry? Mm, Would you say that's go. a good, <laughs> good summary, Zach? <laughs> yeah, Genesis, absolutely. And I'll just double down on what you said, that it's about going internally. All leadership begins with self-leadership. And if you aren't doing the inner work, and strengthening that foundation, then as you build more in terms of responsibility and scope and challenge in your life, your career, your business, whatever you're doing, whether you're in engineering or not, doesn't matter. If you don't consistently do that inner work and lead from, from within and know thyself, as Socrates would say, that's so important. And that's why coaching is such a powerful force to help people accelerate their life, because with a strong foundation, you know, you can build on that, but without it, yeah, if there's a big crack there, it will expose itself. It's just a matter of time. Yes. And y'all, I would be remiss if I did not say this, that. So thank you so much for adding that. But every great coach has a coach. So don't just sit here and think that Zach has not been coached by anyone. He doesn't have any mentors or et cetera, because then we will be a fraud or phony. I have had a coach and, you know, there were some days where I wanted to punch his lights out because he told me the <laughs> honest truth, but I needed to hear it. And that's why I call myself a whip without the H work in progress. So <laughs> that that's good. So that's when you really good. <laughs> I, I'm just really, really enjoying this conversation because I feel like sometimes people see us on a pedestal and they see us doing these amazing things and they think like, they can't do it and imposter syndrome creeps in or they think they're not comp um, competent enough or et cetera. So I wanted to let them know that we too have mentors and we are also mentees because it should be a two-way street. And it's so important that we are transparent because when we're transparent, then I feel like our ideal avatars and the ones that are meant to work with us will come into our 
meta meta universe or universe or however you want to say it and I like to call them kairos moments which are god appointed moments but you could say universe or whatever you feel to believe in so Zach whenever you think about this and you being the happy engineer podcast you being a coach and you're balancing work and home life how can you tell the audience some tips that have worked for you, but also work for some of your clients? Maybe three top tips to help them bring that into the alignment, because let's be real, life can be super busy. And sometimes you can lose sense of, you know, what needs to be done. And with a little help of priorities and stuff, it can definitely go a long way. Three tips. And I'll, I'll be really tactical because I'm an engineer and I love to give tactical, actionable advice. But before I give the three tips, I will say that all tips, all actions are predicated on a great mindset and a strong foundation of principles about who you are, your identity, your values, etc. So the right action with the wrong mindset won't get you the result that you want. So just want to give that to everybody as a reminder that while these may be effective tips, you could go try them and get no results if you haven't done that work on your mindset and your foundation. So that set, here's tip number one. I want you to look at the things that you say are your top priorities. Let's decide what they are. I'll give you three. What are the three most important things for you in your life right now? Yeah, maybe it's an accomplishment at work. Maybe it's something with your family and your health. You want to lose some weight. Okay, great. Let's get these top three as concise and specific as you can. Well, here's what I want you to do. Imagine that your calendar next week is blank. Go erase everything because your first priority is first in importance and should be calendared as such first. Now, a lot of people will look at me and say, Zach, how could I possibly do that? I, I don't have 10 hours a day to be in the gym. I get it. I know you have responsibilities, but what we do in life and where we fall off in success when it comes to productivity is we take these things that we claim are priorities and we try to fit them in the cracks around all these other things that we say have to be there or are non-negotiable, but frankly, they're often other people's priorities taking over your life. So, so get in there and just ask, if I wanna lose some weight, when am I gonna work out? How am I gonna make that happen? Let's put that in first. And then when am I gonna spend time with my mom? I'm gonna schedule that now. And then I'll figure out how to get everything else done around those rocks. And the amazing thing is I've seen it time and time and time again, Genesis, that people find a way. And if you don't believe me, just imagine, like, have you ever gotten sick? I mean, most people have, and you miss work the next day. Well, you weren't planning on missing work for a whole day. Did you get fired? D did everything fall apart? Did the company fail? No. How did that happen? Well, see, when you make something a priority, you, you get it done. And it just so happens that being sick forces itself to become a priority. But it would be no different than if you planned to take the day off and spend it with your mom. Everything would still work out. You'd get it all done. So that's tip number one. Let me pause there, Genesis. Do you want me to go any further or do you want to riff on that? Um, so yeah, I would definitely say with tip number one, y'all set up boundaries too. So boundaries for yourself and boundaries for those who are within your life, because boundaries is a sign of respecting yourself. And if you respect yourself, then so will everyone else. If you don't have respect for yourself, then you're not setting a precedence for those to respect you. 
Okay. Love that. All right, here's tip number two, and we're going to use the number two to help you remember this. Tip two is two by two. Tip number two is two by two. What do I mean? I want you to choose two things every day that you will get done by 2 p.m. that are important for your goals. Whatever they are, they could be simple little things. I'm going to make one phone call to so-and-so who I need to connect with, and I'm going to send this really important email, or I'm going to finish this assignment for my project, and I'm going to work out for 30 minutes. Pick the two-by-two, something that you know without a shadow of a doubt that you can get done. And every day, one post-it, I've got mine right here, just waving it so Genesis can see, the two-by-two, an easy way for you to build some quick momentum in your day. So if you struggle with productivity or overwhelm and you don't know where to begin, just keep it incredibly simple, two by two. I love that. And that's easy, two by two. And you could set an alarm on your phone and your 2 p.m. alarm will be your due date when you need to have those items totally. done. And Genesis, a lot of people ask me, like, why 2 p.m.? What's that all about? Well, here's the thing where we tend to go wrong again. We always assume best case when we're thinking about how much we're going to get done. And this is for project management 101. Yeah, oh, I think we can get this project done in this amount of time. Well, any project manager will tell you, just double it because you're probably wrong, right? You're not even close. Well, we do that within the context of our day. And we assume that we're going to have these eight flawless hours of work with no distractions. And that never happens. So start with something that you know you can get done by two, which leaves you room that if something does go sideways, you'll still accomplish what you set out to accomplish for the day. Final tip, tip number three. I've got to choose wisely here. We've only got three tips. I really want to help everybody. So here's, here's tip number three. Burnout. The, the crash and burn, the downward spiral, everybody thinks that it's from burning the candle on both ends and all of the things that I'm doing in my life that burn me out. But the secret about burnout is it's not what you're doing that burns you out. It's what you're not doing. It's the things that give you energy that you've stopped doing that lead to the energy deficit that then creates a downward spiral toward burnout. So tip number three is this, ask yourself, what is that self-care, that energy, life-giving, enthusiasm-inducing thing that you've been putting on the back burner or skipping for a long time that you know you need to go ahead and put on the calendar? It's that massage. It's that mani-pedi. It's that time with your friends that you haven't been spending. It's sleeping in, getting 10 hours of sleep. I want you to give yourself the luxury and the priority of choosing yourself first and do the things that keep you balanced, that keep you healthy, that keep you well. Because if you wanna avoid burnout, it's not about what you're doing wrong in your day right now. It's what you've stopped doing that keeps you healthy. So go choose one of those things and plan it right now. You have my permission to book it today. So just pause the podcast, go do it, and then come back and finish. I love it, y'all. Self-care is vital care, and it's also self-love. Zach, thank you for those top three tips. 
And now we're going to jump in to the CTA, which is your call to action, because we've dropped so many jump, gems and nuggets here, but we also need to hold the audience accountable because what good is hearing this information if you are not going to take what you have heard and apply it to make your life better in all facets? So what's your call to action for the audience? Genesis, thank you so much. And I agree, knowledge is not power. Knowledge that you implement and use in your life creates power. So if anything I've shared resonates with you, please go check out the Happy Engineer podcast. Wherever you're listening to this will be there. You can search the Happy Engineer or go to thehappyengineerpodcast.com. That's our homepage for the site, uh, for the podcast and everything about me social media, getting on my calendar for free coaching. If you want to see what this is all about and you're in engineering or technology, everything can be found from that place. So that's home base, thehappyengineerpodcast.com. And it's so easy to remember y'all because it's actually the name of his podcast and you get two for one, the podcast and the website. So there's no excuse, no ham, no cheese, no turkey for you not <laughs> to remember. It's Let's easy go. peasy. And Zach, I want to end on a fun high note. So what is your favorite quote, mantra, song, or et cetera right now? And how has it helped you? I love that you said right now, because I do want in my life more and more to live in the moment, because this is the only moment we have, Genesis. My life isn't happening tomorrow. It's not yesterday. It's happening right now. And the quote that's been present with me even today is that life is happening for me, not to me. And this deep belief that every situation, everything that's happening will ultimately work together for my good and getting curious about how loving the process, trusting the process of life that's been on my heart. So life is happening for you not to you i'm not a victim you're not a victim let's do this let's go y'all that is amazing live in the present or as some of the young people say who are a little younger than me yolo i don't even know if they still say that because i'm in my <laughs> I 30s either. i don't know either i don't know either, but it's good but it's good or you could go check out this song. It says, live like you were dying. It is a country song and the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics, not just the beat. And once you listen to the lyrics, you'll be like, wow, this is amazing. Because so many of us take things for granted um, until it's stripped away from us. Then we wish we had what we had. But why not celebrate what you have now? and give somebody flowers while they can enjoy them blooming because when they're no longer here or you're no longer here it's not really going to matter so let's be intentional for today right now and know that what you are doing right now this moment this day this year is truly going to make a difference and if you want to make an imprint then you need to do something that's impactful in order for you to be a world changer I am Genesis Amaris Camp, the founder and host once again, and my awesome guest was Zach White with the Happy Engineer Podcast. So we encourage you to like, comment, follow, and subscribe both podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Feedback is a gift. And make sure, make sure if you have any questions, reach out to us. We are human beings just like you, and we're still doing this roller coaster ride 
all life. We're not in it alone. We're in it together. So keep that in mind. Zach, anything else? Genesis, I just want to acknowledge you for your heart, for the work that you do. I know every listener of Gems is getting pure gold from you. And and I just want to say thank you for having me on, letting me be a part of this. You're changing lives, changing the world through your energy. And it's it's tremendous. So thank you so much. Aw, thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. And on that note, y'all, peace, love, and lots of blessings. I hope y'all have an amazing day.